0: Boom. Here we are. Boom in, maybe. About to be in here in a second. I'm going to introduce the guest. Boom. Let's just do it. Ryan <laughs> O'Connell, the COO and founder of Boom in. Hi, Ryan.
1: What's up, guys? How are we doing?
0: I'm living the
2: dream. Me too. I'm trying
1: Literally.
0: To, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to be an influencer just like Matt Watson. That's right. And uh, so in order to do that and talk about influencer marketing, we had to bring in some specialists Heard you know a couple things about that, Ryan.
1: Know a couple things. We're getting into it. Heavy right now.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. So, well, let's first off, what is influencer marketing?
1: Sure. So we have a little bit of a different take on influencer marketing. You know, over the last two years, you've seen this fire Festival situation happen, right? So everyone knows it, including my wife, who called me after the documentary came out and said, you guys aren't doing this, right? And so everyone has this thought of, I'm going to pay for a post. It's going to go viral and I'm going to sell all my products or all my services. And that's just not the truth anymore, right? Those days are gone. Organic reach is gone. Um, And so now it's about, uh, specifically with us, coming in, going out and finding even small time influencers and, and getting creative content from them, the user generated content, and then being able to take that content and utilize that in ads. So we're not even concerned we're focused on the actual post and reach they're getting. Yes, that's great. And we're, of course, getting sales from that. But the focus is getting, again, not even A-list influencers, but B and C-list influencers, getting quality content, getting testimonials, and then being able to utilize their testimony and credibility in in advertising to their audience specifically. And that's what we're really seeing a huge return on, opposed to, again, paying an influencer, crossing your fingers and hoping that you get the return that that you want or the roi
2: well and i it has to be done the right way too because um i remember a a friend of mine followed uh it was one of the women's soccer players on instagram and it was highly annoying because like every other post on instagram was clearly an advertisement by them like it was total influencer marketing of them doing something stupid with some product that was totally blatant advertising So I think it has to be done the right way too. Well, that's, you have a good point. And
0: some of that's about how can you tastefully, but still maybe shamelessly, you know, rock a little self-promotion. I mean, unlike doing things like saying this podcast is brought to you by the founders of fullscale.io, we help people build software. I mean, was that blatant?
2: No, it wasn't. Maybe. (laughs)
1: No. <laughs> you know, I think, I think there's the expectation too, right? Like you guys offer a ton of value on this podcast in terms of the how-tos and and walking people through the reality of of what startup life is like. So when you're talking through that situation and talking through these products and and services, there's that expectation. If you were to come on and talk about a you know a new hydration water that helps you through workouts, the audience is gonna be like, dude, come on, like, we're talking about startup hustle here, not about hydration for my CrossFit workout. So I think when people have that expectation, um, not only are they open to it, they're all in on it. You know, I guarantee that you guys have a lot of push in terms of that startup world. And people are like, wow, that's a great product. I would love to test that out because of the credibility and it being in line with what you guys are talking about.
0: So, you know, we were, Ryan and I were talking a bit before we hit record, and his company, Boomin, that's uh, B O O M N.com. It is. Helps e commerce brands and different people and businesses expand their uh, reach through influencer marketing and a whole lot of other stuff. And, you know, I was using the specific example of mixtape. Because mm-hmm. mixtape uh, and what Joel Johnson, the the creator of the game, and I have talked about, like mixtape is a great example of something that would probably be received well in an influencer marketing campaign. You know, you say mixtape is about music. And, you know, in a recent podcast, we were talking about the book that I just wrote and right. a member of Dave Matthews band. If you have him playing mixtape on a tour bus with Dave Matthews and they post it on Instagram, it's game over. Because there's enough people that are like, oh, wow, they're having fun doing that. So there's so certain types of things will respond well to influencer marketing. What are some things that might not?
1: Yeah, just like I said, it's about that authenticity, right. you know, is, is everything. Um, and so just making sure that, you know, you're aligning yourself with, I guess, you know, themes and, and products and services that align with your audience and what they're looking to. Kind of like hear. you said,
0: us pushing a hydration water product for the workout. <laughs> And if you're friends with Watson on Facebook, you can see him shirtless, yeah, talking about how he doesn't work out. That's and right. Baby. Were you pushing water products there? Hey, I saw water I just, behind you. You were by that the pool. That wasn't a dig, by the
1: way. That was just throwing it out of left field. So yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> but but the, but like you said, I think that Austin, authenticity. And you know, I'm okay with someone you know pushing or recommending so, something. Like I get it. I'm okay with that. But like you said, if you have a musician and he's like, man, the brakes on my car and the way that this brake shop did it, or just really stopped a lot of bad stuff from happening to me. I'd be like, dude, what the frick is this? Yeah. So is, is that part of what you like, how do you find influencers then? Like what, what's, I mean, tell, tell us about what boomman does and, and like your process of determining, I mean, how you would help us. Yeah.
2: How would you, how do you go about doing a campaign like this? It sure.
1: To you? Yeah. So I guess to take it all the way back, uh, I helped start a content marketing agency out of college called Influence & Co. They're still in Columbia. They're about 100 people strong. It's um, in run, Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri, yeah. um, run by Kelsey Meyer. Unbelievable company. But what I realized over a five-year period there that I had almost zero interest in starting another agency and having 100, 150 employees. You know, We were just talking before the podcast kind of got rolling here about you know the days of Matt being able to have 10 employees and just crushing the day.
0: I said it was a lot easier to take on some days. It felt like it was easier to take over the world with 10 people than it was with 200. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's a lot easier to get the marching orders out and communicate and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah.
1: So what I realized, did you guys of, have
0: that many employees at that other company?
1: Yeah. So we had about 75 when I left and, um, about a hundred now. And, you know, I noticed once we moved, you know, out of one room, essentially, the relationships kind of disappeared in in, in some sense. And, you know, I spent the better part of three years traveling the country, meeting people. How I got connected in Kansas City with folks like Blake Miller and Drew Solomon um, and realized that I didn't have any connectivity to my clients. And so, you know, when we set out for Boomin, we wanted to to stay in one room in terms of our team and have a much deeper, uh, wider relationship with our clients. So for us, we come in, we actually take a percentage of revenue Of every store that we work with. And so instead of coming in and doing a management fee or a percentage of ad spend, which is a a typical agency practice, we come in and say, we'll take 15% of net revenue on the store. And in exchange, we are your growth partner. If it's anything related to digital marketing or your store, we not only advise, but we also manage it. So that can be SEO, that can be site builds, email marketing, influencer marketing, advertising. And so when you approach that model, it's almost like investing. We have to come to the table. We have to look at their data, look at their analytics, look at them as people, say, do we want to sit with them and get 10 phone calls a day from these folks? And so um, totally different than scaling that last agency because it was just sell, 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 and and you know execute, execute, execute. Um, but it's a lot more fun. Again, the relationships are so much deeper. It really is an investment. It's an
2: interesting model. Sure. So is yeah. it 15% above whatever they're currently doing? Or is it 15% of what they're currently doing? What well? they're currently
1: doing. Okay. Yeah. Especially when we come in, you're talking about, you know, building an entirely new, typically a Shopify store is where we primarily work. And so it's a heavy investment. You know, we're, we're, we're probably, uh, losing to break even f- first 45 days or so. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's the understanding of, Hey, we're going to come in, we're going to, you know, take some beatings up front, knowing that over six, nine months, we're going to be able to, to grow the store and both be properly Right, you know, it, paid out long term for this. I, I mean, I like I, that because I like it's it.
0: performance based. Yeah, I was gonna say I like it. You got skin in the game. You have a vested yeah. interest in the success or failure of whatever it is that I'm doing. And you know, the typical like uh, a lot of, you know digital marketing or whoever your ad agency is, oftentimes are just motivated to see how much of your money they can you can they can spend for you and how quickly. And if that's the only incentive that you have. That's a problem, yep. you know, like you're trying to help want me to spend more money so you can get paid more money, but there's not necessarily results tied to that. And then, you know, you're oftentimes, saying, well, it takes a little time and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm through a whole pile of cash here and you got a percentage of that, but right. there's no results. I've so. got an
2: idea. Tell me. We should give him 15% of the podcast revenue <laughs> and he'll help grow it. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: podcast game is still a wild west. Yeah. Are
2: you in? We'll give you 15%.
0: No, you're not allowed to make those offers, man. You don't (laughs) know where, because you don't know where this is going.
2: Yeah. And there is no no
0: revenue (laughs) in the
1: podcast. Yeah. Yeah, The other key problem. But we
0: are influencers. We could sell something.
1: Yeah.
0: That means we're supposed to get paid, Matt, not pay people. Oh, shit. I got this all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take notes and I'm going to get it right for you. (laughs) Like here on my notepad that I have to take notes on because they dude, this is turning into work. This, I, you know, I used to just sit down and I record Now I got to like take notes so we can actually get the descriptions right. And we gotta, I don't know, man, I'm thinking about quitting. <laughs> so
2: Watson tried to give away 15% of the podcast. And I've got like, another page
0: where I write, where I put a tally every time you yawn while I'm talking. Yeah. And the problem is, is I'm out of paper. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's fun. So, um, okay. So, I like the approach the uh well first off the fire festival was a great example and for those of you that aren't familiar with I know many of you are fire festival uh was a Billy McFarlane and Jaw Rule yeah they wanted to do a festival and they paid a bunch of people like Kylie Jenner I think was kind of the uh the one that really you know she's got a massive reach yeah. so they basically you know i think they paid her 250 grand for an instagram post to hype she, it up she's got such a broad reach she's like oh i'm just can't wait to go to this festival and it created a lot of hype a whole and lot where of was that festival it was somewhere in the bahamas okay and but it was a total shit show it was a disaster they didn't have that they didn't have enough time to get it set up everyone got there it was like a disaster zone when they got there and it was wildly irresponsible by billy mcfarland the the creator to actually let it happen and let people arrive there like they knew it was they knew they weren't ready but if they didn't let people arrive they were without a doubt on the hook for like $10 million of like refunds and stuff like that. Anyway, the word got out. The acts started canceling. A bunch of people showed up to this festival. It was a total shit show. I think Billy McFarlane's in jail for fraud. Wow. And it I really is still
1: in there. I did hear some rumors that uh, they may be back on for number two, which is, you know, it's not real life to people like us here, especially good Midwesterners. But if you look at if you unpack the storyline even prior to Fire Festival, it makes sense they'd give it another go. I mean, that's well, just in their blood. It
0: has a lot of hype around it. Everybody knows like, what it I is. I mean, now. you could yeah. literally like I love remarketing type stuff and like repurposing. You could be like you know Fire Two, like yeah, or I don't know. You we'll get it right this time. Yeah, and it, you know, but but you know, well, first off, that whole business is tricky anyway. But um, so, but with that came a lot of scrutiny on influencer marketing because now there's a level of responsibility that was being attached to people like Kylie Jenner because look, there was a lot of backlash. And some of these people were paying like a lot of money to go to this thing. And they got there and there was like a tent on the beach with like a bottle of water in it and like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they were like expecting a villa. Yeah. I want green m ms your dude, your rock star tendencies are growing. I'm ever since we hit the charts. Ever since we hit the charts, your demands and your rider are out of control. All right. I mean, really. Good. Like, I mean, dude, why do you need a tour bus for our podcast when we do it in our office? Well,
1: you gotta stay mobile, right? Just in case. Just in case. I get yeah, it. Just in case. I get
2: it. And then why does Well, it... sometimes we do them on site, you know, when we, we do the stadium tour but you need the you need the
0: tour bus outside of the office every day just in case okay yeah okay well i, feel, I need, I need a that. safe space i i get <laughs> it that's actually the, the purpose of a tour bus for most musicians yeah, is a I place a to hide space. from everyone else yeah. but so so this scrutiny developed around influencer marketing and i'm sure that that's something that comes up so did did some new newly created standards form with that like I mean, Instagram and some of the social media platforms or even just the management of these, quote, influencers, like, don't they have to denote that there's a paid element to what they're doing now? Or is that just a recommendation?
1: I think it's still more of a recommendation. I think that if you unpack Fire Festival from a marketing perspective, I think that's what I'm surprised isn't talked about more. I mean, they killed it. Like, they they did a great job and they did exactly what influencer marketing can do for you if you're strategic, thoughtful, I mean, listen, the agency that that put that on is known as one of the best agencies in the influencer space. And so, um, I think they did an unbelievable job. And don't they
0: have a, they have a weird name. What are they called? They're like, fuck Jerry.
1: Yeah. That's
2: the, yeah, that's yeah. the company.
1: And it's basically a media company, right? It's, yes. it's not even a marketing company. It's a media platform yeah. with, with tons of connections. Essentially. Yes.
2: Interesting name. I'm changing. Um,
1: I,
0: I'm thinking about changing our name to fuck Matt. <laughs> And then just let people figure. I mean, I feel like enough of our employees might yell that when we leave the room, anyway. So why not just like, if we change the name, if we rebrand, then there no, then we kind of remove the power of well, screaming
2: that. Let's start by putting that on the tour bus, and we'll see what happens. I,
0: you clearly haven't seen what I spray painted on the side of your tour bus oh, on the way in today. Man. So yeah, and do you have to leave it on all day?
2: Yeah, and plugged in. Is it, I, it's like my executive bathroom. Oh, I, I get it now. out there and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know why I
0: was late to the recording now too. <laughs> All right. So, um, so there has to be a level of responsibility that has been added to this. Like, is that something you guys work with clients for or like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's less about the responsibility because again, the marketing company delivered and they delivered what was supposed to be the thing it was about the actual operations that blew fire festival and so you know we take the same approach of let's make sure we actually deliver you know eyeballs that's at the end of the day we're looking to get eyeballs you know to product or 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 service and so um for us it's just about maintaining control and i think that's the the biggest issue right now is again you can't just pay an influencer anymore and and hope that you're going to get a ton of reach and, and organic traffic from that because Uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the platforms are, are throttling your organic reach. I mean, they're, they're public businesses. They want you to spend advertising dollars. And so, you know, with that approach, you know, we kind of take things and we say, all right, let's, where can we take back control? And so, um, a great example of this is we work with rural cloth. They're a premium clothing brand for Americans. And we found, um, an influencer in Easton Corbin He's about 1.2 million on Facebook it's a
0: country music artist, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Okay.
1: Very well known. Yeah. Kind of been a little quiet quiet as of late. Um, but instead of saying, hey, Easton, go post for us about Rural and gosh, we'll just hope we get some sales. What we did is we take his ad account and we take the Rural Cloth ad account. We get Easton to film photos and videos and testimonials. And we actually run ads to his audience from his ad account in Rural Cloth gear, talking about Rural Cloth. And it's been five to 10x the results. Um, from when we did actually just utilize Easton to do posts. Yeah. So it's
2: not just him posting on his own uh, social accounts. It's actually ads that are using him.
1: Correct. And again, back to the beginning of our conversation, his audience loves it. Like this clothing was almost built for them. So they're excited when they're served an ad because it's in line with their interest.
2: Well, I tell people all the time, I'd rather see an ad for something I like, like show me ads for Ferraris all day and no (laughs) ads for Viagra. (laughs) I'll, we would be happier, right? What like show me for ads for things I need, care about. What if you need both? Well, I'm not there yet. Maybe when I get older.
0: Oh. I thought you I was talking about the Ferrari part, but anyway.
2: Yeah. But I, I I'd rather just I, see ads for things I care about. sure you know?
0: I, I hear you on that, but I is I mean that's kind of like why big data exists yeah. and whatever. I mean I, you know, part if you're listening to the podcast, you might have actually been exposed to the podcast through recently finding an Instagram ad. Right. And that's been something that, quite honestly, you talk about that's been very successful for us recently. It's not something that when you talk about the organic reach or the paid reach, but being able to be very specific about it. And, you know, I was even thinking about that the other day, like on an influencer play. Like who, what influencer would you listen to that would talk about the podcast and drive listenership that also already doesn't have a podcast. Yeah, sure. You know, and that's where that – so do you ever run into that? Like, I mean, well, we talked about – so let's, let's do this. Let's define like an A, B, C, or D level
2: influencer. Sure. Well, I think we're D, so let's start there. <laughs> Dude, are we even that? Even that? It's uh, – M for Matt. After
0: I I, I was recently somewhere – And I just thought it was funny because, you know, um, someone came up to me and they said, Matt DeCorsi And I said, yeah. And and, uh, they knew me from social media. And my wife was like, oh, you're famous. I was like, (laughs) I am a G-list niche celebrity in a very small market. yeah And that means 50 people know who you are. So we'll start (laughs) with that. That is the benchmark. So Matt, I'll give you H. You're an h list All right, cool. No, but what, do, you, how, do you guys actually have parameters for which you define that? And does that then dictate the pricing?
1: Yeah, it's kind of macro and micro for us. Um, and and even further, it's, you know, who's big enough that they probably have an ad account, you know, <laughs> built out or have run some ads that we can get access to and know that, again, we can control the reach. Now when you
0: say control the reach, let's define that a little bit. Like, what do you, what do you want? What do you uh, control? Again,
1: you know, if I have you guys post on startup hustle, Facebook page, you know, had a great time with Ryan O'Connell, you're reaching anywhere from five to 10% of your audience, regardless of how great your post is, regardless of how much I killed the podcast. And so for us being able to have control in terms of marketing towards that audience, that the podcast existed and putting the podcast in front of them multiple times allows us to reach a much, much higher percentage of people. And again, we know that people are interested in, in what we're doing here. And I'm talking about the podcast because they've liked or followed the page. So we're not trying to market to, to a cold audience. It's, we're essentially remarketing to an audience that's already put their hand up and said, we want to be a part of this long term and, and kind of stay tuned with everything that's going on.
0: Okay. So we were gonna define so what's an A what's it like an A list? Like what does that require? What are the what horsepower
2: do I well, we need? Well, I think it's different for everything, right? So yeah, yeah. for example, with Stackify, our A list celebrities is not Kylie Jenner. Yeah. It's not Kanye West. It's not a Kardashian. It's not anybody you've ever heard of. I agree. It's somebody in our industry.
0: Well, I get that. Right. But still that person has to have a given amount of Okay, look, if you have 500 followers on IG.
2: No, you're not. I mean, that's 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 what I'm for, looking for at. For us, it's like um somebody who's a big community leader in the software development community or, you know, a famous Entrepreneur. person in the software development community. Well,
0: sure, if Gary V, if you're out there, and I know you listen, cuz I just know, you should mention us on your podcast and on your Instagram. But for example, Gary V would be a great example of that would be an A-lister for us. But he still has like 6 million followers. Who is Gary V? Gary Vanderchuk or Vander, however you say it. Vanderchuk, yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, surprised the, you don't know who that is. The reason is. why yeah.
1: he's A-list and I would even let you guys spend the type of money it would take to get a Gary V, um, is because of his engagement, right? His engagement is off the charts because yeah. he curses and he tells people to go out and sell stuff at garage sales and because he's been an investor in, I don't know, five unicorns at, a, at a pre-seed. Um, Gary
0: Vee is like a super marketer and he is like right up our alley too. Cause he'll be like,
1: you got to fucking do this.
0: And yeah, he's just really like, not, love it. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't wear a tie to work and uh, shine his shoes. Let's put that. He actually has his own line of shoes, which yeah. I'm planning on doing for us. So nice. Find that soon. Follow us at, at startup hustle podcast on Instagram for when that happens. Okay. So that's like, that would be an example. Like now realistically, what would I have to pay Gary V? to do a social, uh, an Instagram post about startup hustle. Any idea?
1: Yeah. Above 10 K for sure.
0: Just for one post
1: for sure. And, and honestly, probably wouldn't even do it.
0: Yeah, I get it. You but know? if he, if he would,
1: yeah, by the way, that
0: I don't think that that's that outrageous. I mean, if you think about what it would reach now, how many followers do you have? Gary, Gary V. I mean,
2: I think I would rather,
0: he has 6 million followers. And high level of engagement. So, what would we call a high level of engagement from someone like that?
1: Above five percent.
0: So that would be three hundred thousand people. So about so by engagement, they're taking whatever action that the influencer is prescribing.
1: Yeah,
2: click this link, do download. This or are you ad? saying only five percent of them would even see the ad? Would even see See the post? Correct. Only five percent of them would see the post. Okay. Okay, but yeah. what would be what would we consider to? like a uh and you're gonna get like then one percent of that or something right. would actually
1: click the link and that's the struggle and that's the conversation that we have is like okay let's back that out roi and let's say that we could put a monetary value i think it's gonna
2: be three thousand people though you know to click the link
1: i'd rather run cold paid ads and have a better return actually at that.
0: that rate our current hang on <laughs> yeah we would cost ten times as much for the same amount of clicks than what we pay on a regular ad. Right?
2: Yeah, but those people might buy at a significantly higher conversion.
0: Rate. And you're also right about that. And then another thing that comes out that I think you'd consider too is like, well, do you get to repurpose that ad? Right. into other things, you're like, look, Gary B likes us.
1: And and the smart ones, let's just say the A-listers, they're just not going to let you do that. It's going to be another 20 grand, so another 25 a, a good grand.
2: example of this is like, so StackFay has a free tool called Prefix that we built and hundreds of people download it every day we are we're on a podcast called net rocks it's the number one podcast and there's a guy named uh, carl carl franklin and another guy that host it. like so for us if we could get carl franklin to like do some little thing saying oh this free tool from Stackify is like the coolest thing in the world and you have to have that and then we could use that ad all over the place like everybody knows who he is yeah like he would be an influencer for us that nobody else in the world would have any idea who he is except if you're in our industry and you're a dot net developer or whatever right? yeah but that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be huge. Especially that's all about knowing... finding your
2: niche. Correct. The answer isn't always like get a Kardashian to mention your product. I think that's almost the way. always the opposite. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, well, and I hear you on the niches. You know, we always like, you know, everyone says there's riches in the niches. Um, okay. So, you guys, you typically advise that we mentioned earlier that the value exists in the B and C level. Yeah, is that just because? All right, so I I have a friend and client and associate that has is a social influencer to J, J. C Lopez. He's the founder of Urban Necessities. Helped him build his YouTube channel, but he so he had like four hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And when we announced the YouTube channel, like before we even published a video, he had ten thousand subscribers. Very powerful, but. Um, you know, and people would approach us a lot of times about so he's specific to sneakers. Um, people would approach us a lot about wanting to do mentions, but they'd want to pay like hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Right.
0: Which, you know, and Jay was like, it's just not even like I'd rather just not even have hundred and fifty bucks than exactly. water down the brand. Exactly. So just smart. Yeah. So yeah, right. He didn't want to he didn't want to they're very was very specific about like the sold out vibe or feeling. Um Now that being said, he gets a great reaction from a lot of people. We did actually do some ads. We did some for a company that does your homework for you. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, because you know what? Ninety, like uh, in the ninety percent, ninety percent or higher of the people that were watching the YouTube channel uh, were like thirteen to nineteen
1: or something. Parents credit card, easy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and it was it was really in the wheelhouse. It was very targeted and stuff like that. So that was a good, and it was also kind of funny. Cause you know, Jay, you've met Jay and <laughs> yeah. Jay's kind of funny. He's like, man, I don't want to do my homework. He's like, and then you like have the little thing come it. up for five seconds and then it's gone. Yeah. And you know, that was, that was, uh, that was interesting.
2: Um, kids, if you do your homework one day, you'll be able to afford these.
0: But, but I would imagine with the, you know, it's the same way in like music. And we've talked about this, some. Um, just even approaching guests for the podcast. And it's like, you know, who is likely to want to. Coming on, they're like, Oh, I don't know if that person would be interested. I'm like, you might be surprised how easy it is to reach some of these people.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, especially people like Terrell Owens. I just had a buddy use Dennis Rodman in their hydration um product video. And this was two weeks before he got put in jail for shoplifting from a grocery store. So <laughs> I mean, you're you're talking about literally, you're not you're not wrong, a hundred dollars for folks that are yeah. like, you know, former a-list celebrities as well which is is a little bit interesting so sure.
2: in those kind of examples what do you got to pay those guys is it 10 um, grand 100 grand a $1 million dollars hundred dollars for some of them dude the next to nothing it, well, it, it, it
1: is absolutely wild the things that these former celebrities will do for literally 100 dollars because they're oh. fucking
2: broke dude well think about ex-chiefs players yeah well
0: that's the thing it's like well terrell owens has got enough name recognition but yeah. dude he is literally publicly broke yeah.
2: Think it's, about the the hundred Chiefs players that are no longer Chiefs players that every person in Kansas City would know who they were. And they all don't have any money now. So Ryan, you it's
0: have a to, great example. you have to be familiar with the Cameo app. With, oh, you haven't heard seen Cameo? Mm-mm. Cameo is um you get shout outs. Okay. So you can send it. So I was gonna actually for two hundred bucks, I was gonna get iced tea. <laughs> To send a message to send a message for Watson that was letting him know that I am, in fact, the goat, (laughs) the greatest of all time. And it would have been like, hey, I'm Ice Dean. Just so you know, Watson, your business partner. Birthday party, shout outs, Christmas. He's the goat. They love doing that. Right. So that was 200 bucks.
1: Yeah.
0: Snoop Dogg's like 500. And those are the high ones. And then like there are a zillion people that I don't even know if we'll call them D-list. 10 bucks. 10 bucks and some of these people like actually have a fair they're youtubers or whatever there's a lot of people on there like whit merrifield of the royals like 15 bucks
2: yeah yeah you know and just but you know what if jojo was on there and you could record something for your daughter it would make her day well that's the whole point so like and it's and dude it's
0: totally low grade like i mean it's like snoop dog like walking around his house like with no gimbal and it's shaking and like maybe even smoking weed yeah you know or he looks like he just perfect Yeah, that's Uh, perfect. I know that was the whole point. (laughs) Yeah, so even better. There was, you know, so but I think that's to your point. So if that's the case, you can leverage some pretty.
1: Yeah, I think it's just honestly walking people through what it means to to give up advertising access because we also work with a lot of influencers that we come in and build an e-commerce store behind. Yeah, and so we're not just an agency that's going out and trying to you know negotiate down rates and get influencers you know, to do more for less, we also work with influencers. So we want to be helpful on both so you, sides. So you
2: actually uh, work on the behalf of some influencers for Correct. them to figure out how to make more money.
1: Correct. And, and, and the two ways we do that is we say, you know, listen, um, yes, you know, Easton, we're going to take real cloth and advertise your audience, but we're also growing your page at the same time, which
0: yeah, as a, totally. as a
1: musician it's like, great. Especially yeah. one that's, you know, got a, a new album coming up. That's huge for him. And then number two, figuring out rev share deals for them. Instead of saying, Hey, you're going to get $150 check that you're going to, you know, spend in one night, you know, let's figure out a rev share deal. You know, us, we're, we're performance marketers. So we're going to grow the brand. You, you're, you're then invested there. And then they're seeing a much larger return long-term and they can be a part of something. And that's also how we're able to get more out of Easton opposed to, um, again, saying, here's the cost for one post. And it just ends up being a much better partnership and he's way more fun to work with then.
0: And, th- you know, that was one of the things I talked about in our last meeting about mixtape. Because mixtape, you know, uh, we recently were talking about my book, and the the uh, the recording industry's changed so much. Like, people don't sell albums anymore. They're getting rid of iTunes. People don't pay for individual downloads yeah. anymore. It's all streaming. So, like, if for example, on mixtape, it actually makes sense to for a, a musician to push it because if their fans are listening to their music through it. Or doing something to get it out there, it's just more streams yep. and that whopping half a penny a stream. And speaking of which, I think it's time to play Mixtape. Again. Oh, yeah. So, Ooh. okay. So, Mixtape's pretty easy. If you want to check it out, mixtape digital product coming real soon now. And it is real soon. By the way, I saw uh, the, the beta. Oh, it's freaking cool, dude. It looks great. It looks great. It's not, they uh, use Facebook to connect to the friends. The development team was playing it okay with each other it was really cool they were having a great time and it was all connected and like it's getting ready it's coming out soon oh, I can't I, wait. i'm stoked okay so what song defines your rebellion
1: man i've been thinking about this mm. for like 40 minutes and i just this is a good one this is a great question
0: my rebellion you know, the funny thing is, is I just always want to say, fuck you by CeeLo Green. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I and I know I need to branch out, but it just always makes so much sense. I'm going with pour some sugar on me. Wow. Just because. Hmm. I'm going to win by default. Yeah, you, I mean, you really are. I, I feel I'm like I have to go rebellious.
2: with the, uh, the, the theme song or not the theme song, but the, uh, the music of like Darth Vader,
0: like, dun dun. yeah, I can only do three notes without having <laughs> yeah. to pay a royalty. By the way, I'm switching my answer to welcome to the jungle. That's what I'm going with guns and roses. Cause that was like when rebellion first started for me, it came out like seventh, eighth grade, had a fucking jean jacket with a patch on the back and, Tore it up. <laughs> Listen to that cassette over and over. And that was when you still had to take the cassette out and turn it over and put it back in the walk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: You know what I think I'm going to love about Mixtape, the uh, digital game, is hopefully it'll give you a suggestion of good answers. It will. I'm and I think that. that'll make this game a it lot
1: will. better. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's why we've been beta testing yeah. here yeah. on the
1: show. I'd say, uh, and this is funny because I was born in 88, but uh, Summer of 69, Just, I feel good about that one. That's but, a good one. Uh, yeah. I'm an
2: old soul. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, born in yeah. an
1: '88, and I'm rocking. That's a good one. Some Adams there. It's yeah, kind of one.
2: All right, I'm voting for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's every show,
2: man. I know.
0: <laughs> I'm voting for him too, because I don't want you to win. All yeah. right. cool.
1: Weird dynamic here.
0: <laughs> the guest always We're wins. We're really going to have to work out the scoring yeah. here. I'm hoping soon enough we'll be able to use our own influencer play, play mixtape live on Instagram, and then let the viewers decide. And that's the only way I'm going to get out of this weird scoring (laughs) triangle. Watson has never voted for me and never will. And I don't even know. Like, I don't even want to play anymore with you because I think you're cheating.
2: Are you cheating? No. You should be. I didn't even have the card, so. Okay.
0: So, all right. So, a little review here. Obviously, um, you know, if you guys want to check out what Ryan does, go to com. B-O-O-M-N you do a lot of different stuff. We didn't only scratch the surface. Help you build a brand. Help you find influencers. I think this is a cool topic. I was glad we got to talk about this today.
2: Um, so in, in summary, do you primarily work with e-commerce type companies? Like, yeah, so, so somebody like Stackify is not really a fit.
1: Yeah. So when we started, it was focused on e-commerce and app download campaigns. So app companies. And, okay. and we should and,
2: talk about that a little because
0: you've had some really good high success. Yeah, we've
1: we've had some fun and and honestly one of the reasons why we're not as focused and maybe not as focused isn't the right word, but um a little harsher in our, you know, due diligence is that we've worked with a couple of app companies that we've blown up, you know, have done our jobs in terms of getting um, you know, large amount of subscribers and, and downloads. And uh it kind of forced them to be out of business in terms of their pool was too large to to, to kind of help operate and they ran out of their initial funding. And so, huh. you know, for us, it's about approaching app companies that at least they don't even have to be at revenue yet, but have a revenue model. That's going to make sense as we scale. Okay. Um, and so, but, again, I know that's not the name of the game with so, with a lot of the, the, the app companies. Well, but well an example us, was
0: recently uh, pint pass. Pint we, pass. Talk, we can talk about pint pass, right? Yeah, you helped them get 30,000 users in a yeah. very short amount of time. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That That's adoption. Yeah. And that, you know, that drove a lot of interest. And, you know, that's the thing is like, where do you get that
2: initial traction? We but you'll you'll do some campaigns like that that aren't share of revenue. Those are more of a... Correct. And that's, that, that's
1: the other issue. You know, we, we love this performance model. Yeah. It just allows both sides to be completely invested. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say we're still interested because we have a lot of fun with it. Okay. And Pine Pass was a great example of unbelievable app, especially for craft beer lovers around the country. It was a national app. So we weren't just... You know, stuck in a regional area or or a city for a launch, um, and just focused on on a giveaway. And we gave a, gave away ten thousand dollars in in beer money, which is what Pint Pass does. It Dude, pays you, you to if you cool. could get like That's Travis Kelsey,
2: about. like drinking beer, talking about Pint Pass. I oh don't, yeah, you know, who wouldn't sign up? Exactly. Like, and there's just certain influencers that right. would just be
0: perfect for that. Stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or just drinking beer.
0: Yeah. Get Ron Swanson to drink beer. <laughs>
1: it's more of a whiskey guy's Is I don't know. That's true. Yeah. That's
0: probably true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, okay, well, I, I did we determine that you're, and by the way, that $150 influencer check that you are going to get is like not even gas for this freaking tour bus. Dude. You got to move this thing and it's boxing me in. <laughs> it gets I can't, gallons
2: per mile.
1: <laughs> I
0: can't even get out of my parking space. You're, it, the, we got to make some changes here. Matt. I'm sorry. The influencer status that you found is clearly going to your head. Yeah, well, actually, you know, Matt is someone that you will regularly find on lists of influencers. Um, I think some of it's LinkedIn,
2: I do post quite a bit on LinkedIn,
0: and you have a lot of people that
2: and, and you know, what's funny is there's a there's one particular person that always comments on every one of my LinkedIn posts, because the guy clearly hates me. It's me. it's kind You'll of fascinating. It's, it's me, man, it's, it's fascinating, Big, it's...
1: the bigger you get, the more that you get. And it's wild. I, mean, a and lot of the influencers, I don't even know this
2: guy. It's me. a lot of the
1: influencers we work with. I mean, are concerned people show up at their house, and we're really? talking about online influencers. We're not talking about you know a list. Talking about influencers in the hunting space, and people will drive up to their house and say, "Can we get a photo?" It's like, are you insane? No,
0: <laughs> dude. People just they that. But it comes with the territory. Yeah, like there's there's some um, you got to give some thought to that. Like, it, and it's really funny because everyone wants to be an influencer. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be an influencer and, and, you know, there's, well, let's talk about as we kind of round this out, what are the, if you, if you think you can become one, you have to have some specific qualities. Like we were talking about the pod, like podcast stats recently, and I was reading an article and it was basically said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, don't. And then it had a well, cause the, it's, there's 10,000 new shows coming out a week all of a sudden, cause people have jumped on the bandwagon and everyone wants to be an influencer and there were some things in there. So if you don't have a unique personality or look, it, it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, if you don't have value to add, so you have to be able to entertain people. You have to be able to educate them or you have to be able to do help them do something that they wouldn't normally do. You also have to be able to, or offer them an inside look, like for example, with Jay, Jay will go to SneakerCon and buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of sneakers for the store. Well, people they were interested to see what he's buying, yeah. and like, how often are you like, "Hey, let me ride along with you." While yeah, you spend a cool. hundred really grand cool. on sneakers. So those are actually really popular. And they also want to see different things like that inside look. But if you don't have that ability to do that, you're going to really struggle to build an audience. Yep. And there's a zillion people trying to do it. So like, but the podcasting, it's like, if you don't have a unique story to tell, if you don't feel like you have some personality or whatever. And I think we figured that out right away. Our first episodes are not good <laughs> compared to where we are 120 later. Right. We're getting better. <sighs> Me? We, Matt's getting better. Matt is definitely getting better yeah. at podcasting. <laughs> I, you know, of all the Matt's on the podcast, you have the most potential.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but, you know, so if, if you can't do that or you don't have a story, your likelihood of being an influencer is pretty diminished. Yeah. Would you agree?
1: I agree. I think it's also about, you know, your, your network. You know, your guys' yeah. network has allowed you guys to grow the sure. the, the show you know, organically as well. And, and that's a big key to growing something like this. It doesn't just immediately get traction. And so there's got to be yeah. that network that's either going to either be involved or be, you know, ambassadors and fans are going to help, you know, push it along to their audiences as well. And so that's, that's why this show has done so well. I mean, you guys have had unbelievable guests throughout, you know, the, the months and years. And, and so that's allowed you guys to get a lot more reach that you wouldn't have if it was just, you know, you two guys in the room.
0: So there's one thing that I wanted to start doing, and this is a great episode to start with, and you'll be our inaugural person. So our new Instagram page at Startup Hustle Podcast, we're only following 23 people at the moment because I want to make a count. And Ryan, you are the 24th. There we go. So am I allowed to shout you out?
1: Yeah, glad to be here.
0: Uh, Emma, we are allowed to tell everyone where they can also follow oh, you. you. bet. So on Instagram, you are O'Connell Ryan. So you're, and you're, you're number 24. Um, I'm going to shout out who else we've decided to follow. Kevin McGinnis, Matt Watson. Who's that? I don't know. Ben Jackson of Bungie, Bo Nelson of Thou Mayest, Ryan Weber of the Tech Council, Blake Miller of Homebase, Chris Cheatham of Risk Genius, Davion Ross of Shot Tracker, Mixtape, Andrew Morgans, Ezzie Redwood, Luke Wade amongst others. If you want to see the rest of the list, check us out on Instagram. And going forward, we are going to start following someone that is already following us. So we will pick someone from our existing followers and
2: talk about you or your business here on the podcast. All right. right, we'll make sure everybody, uh, signs up, um, subscribes the podcast. Give us five stars, please
0: love it see i told you matt was getting better yeah i know man wow it's a good or six stars that's fine yeah that's what we need to do six stars i'm still working on creating the Matt bot yes we'll keep you updated on that and if you want to check out the latest selfie and selfie once again join us on instagram <laughs> All right. see ya